We welcome into the program on uh, Ranger Roundup from Los Angeles, California. We say hello to Alan Carter. Alan, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm fine, my friend. How are you today? I am terrific, except for I'm a little bummed, and I'll tell you why. We're going to talk about the Rangers here in just a second, because that's what you want to talk about. But I want to talk about The Voice. So I'm watching the other night, and I'm pulling like crazy for my man Pete, but it just did not work out for him. But he's t- he was a talented dude. Yeah, we we really love Pete. He's uh, such a great guy and great to get along with. All of them actually were have been this season. So uh, those things happen. Uh, you know, uh, the voting was tight. I'll tell you that. I can't tell you who came in what place, but the voting was tight. <laughs> and uh, but Corey won, and he moved through. But I. I, I Thought it was kind of funny. You texted me saying your TV went out at the end. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to tell you what brand I use to you know to to get to get the program live. I'm not going to tell you that. But you know, but I would tell you this: we get to like I mean, literally, Carson is got the four on the stage, and he is about to open his mouth and announce who was saved when it switched to, like, some other NBC program. I'm just going to tell you that. And it wasn't NBC's well. fault. And <laughs> I'm just telling you, it was my provider jacked me around. And then I go wow. online. I'm like, I'm, I'm online. And I'm and, and then it, dawn, it dawns on me that, hey, they're not going to have that on the Internet until the West Coast gets to see the program. That's correct, yeah. And th- so I said, you know what? There's not but one way to figure this out. <laughs> and so you <laughs> you happened to you happened to respond to a text that I sent you earlier in the day, and I went, oh, here's how I can find out. So I, I mean, literally, you can, my wife is like, okay, already. I'm I'm stressing out. I've got 59 minutes and 50 seconds invested in this program, and I can't find out who who advances on. But anyway, it's it's taken care of. Tell me a little don't bit. Of, lo- don't, you, don't you just love how we don't tell you who the winner is until like eight seconds before we're off the air? Exactly. I mean to tell you, in, 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 I, I guess you're in Carson's ear, going, okay, now. I mean, I mean, how does that work, really? Uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting question. You know, it, uh, when we first started about ten years ago, this was a new NBC thing that they wanted to, you know, hold the audience as long as possible. Because what tends to happen is, as soon as the credits start rolling, people click, right? And so that those are ratings points lost. So their philosophy was, let's hold them as long as we can, even during the credits. And even if it is during the credits, that's better because everybody's going, "Holy crap! Are they going to say the name before it goes <laughs> off the air?" So that's kind of the uh, the, the I don't know, the style we fostered throughout the years. And so what I have is I have a little clock that's sitting in my room, and uh, it's counting down. There's a computer that keeps up with where we are, and it counts me out to the last second where we got to be off the air. And so I'm in Carson's ear. I have a little microphone that I push a button, and Carson hears me. So what happens is, is, you know, he says, and the person moving on, or whatever the dialogue is, the person moving on is... And then, you know, how it takes forever for him to say it? That's me holding him. Yeah, the dramatic pause. <laughs> the dramatic pause. And then I'm watching the clock and just feeling when's the right time to do this so I get a little bit of reaction of, of joy afterwards before we hit the logos and we're off to the next show. So that's what happens. And I just cue him in his ear at some point, And then he says the name, and we're off and running. Then, uh, then we're done. Time to, t- time to get a text from you. 
Exactly. I mean, you and you respond 14 minutes after you go off the air, and I'm just laughing. I said, I can't believe that. Do you uh, do you kind of get jazzed uh, about the live show? Because I mean, hey, there's no there's no hollering cut and let's do it again. I mean, it's 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 whatever it is is whatever it is. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I perform with the contestants, and and if I'm doing the CMA awards, which I do, or the SAG awards, I feel like I'm performing with the performers because I, I I'm doing it. I, it's live. I mean, I. And the, and the really trick about doing something live is eliminating points of failure, right? So, uh, and through experience, I've just learned, well, we're going to do this. We can't do that because that can go wrong. And trust me, you've seen when things go wrong during live shows. It's pretty hysterical and embarrassing. But uh, so, it, so the, the, the deal is, is to eliminate those points of failure and then just go in knowing that you've got the right crew and, and you're prepared. Uh, having said that, yeah, it jacks you up. I got to tell you, when, you, when your <laughs> associate director is counting down and going 10, 9, and you're thinking, oh, well, only about 10, 12 million people are watching this. No big deal. Here we go. <laughs> so it's uh, it's fun. I, I love it. Now, a lot of people don't like it, but it's it's. I, 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 uh, it's an adrenaline rush, and it, I, I love it. It's, it's just fun. Has there been conversation, Alan, and then we're going to get to the Rangers, but has there been conversation – uh, about uh, live studio audience? Yes, thanks the Lord you brought that up. Uh, we begin the next season, season 21 in June. We start shooting the auditions in June uh, with our new coach, Ariana Grande, which we're very happy to have. And we will have a live in-studio audience. They will not be wearing masks. It will look some sort of normal. I don't think it'll be as full of an audience as you normally see, but You'll see a lot of normality starting next season, which I'm very, very thankful for. All right, brother. You got today's you gotta, today's uh, announcement about not wearing masks if you're uh, vaccinated was wonderful to hear. It wasn't that, that good great. stuff. Yeah. And so you got to hook a brother up, if you know what I mean. All right. Uh, 457. We're, we're talking with Alan Carter, the uh, director of The Voice, and a huge Texas Ranger baseball fan. Alan, I don't know if you tweeted it or if it was a text, but, man, you had a great point about Elvis Andrews and Rugnet Odor as compared to what the Rangers have in their middle infield today? Dude, there is no comparison. I mean, I, it, it's, it, it, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is arguably the best defensive short, shortstop in all of baseball. And if you look at all the metrics on baseball reference, and I, he's, he's amazing. Solak was a bit behind in his defense, but we've seen him improve. But let's just, let's just go to the offensive side of things. Uh, it's just brilliant to watch these two play together and to really see a combination up the middle that is consistent, young, healthy, and helping us win ball games, which is something we have not seen up the middle for at least the last three to four years. So I, I don't know. It's, it's just been really refreshing, and, and it doesn't surprise me, and I know it's a little weird, but I'm also almost a little happy that Elvis and, and Ruzi aren't doing well where they are because it, it, it solidifies what the Rangers do and that they finally did have the guts to pull the trigger. And even though we owed them a lot of money, I mean a lot of money, we let them go because it was better for the team. And that's great. And I, you know, I got to credit Chris Davis, our new general manager. I, he obviously had something to do with this. And so just by pulling that trigger and getting the new blood in and getting the right people in place, Man, has it been? A, it's been fun, right? Well, and that's what I was going to get at. Even despite the four-two loss yesterday, they're two games under five hundred. This still is a an exciting baseball team to watch, and and it gives you a reason to turn it on uh, every night or go to the ballpark. 
And don't you just want to see Adolis Garcia smile all day long? <laughs> <laughs> Love him. And, and this is, is a guy that was not on the opening day roster. Well, you know, I, I, I've known about this guy for a couple of years. He is, you know, he, he defected from Cuba when he was 24 or so. He went to the Japanese league, played with the Giants in Japan. Then St. Louis signs him three years ago. He tears the cover off the ball in double A AA and triple A. The Cardinals bring him up, and he's miserable. He hits like 118. So the Cardinals let him go. So at the beginning of 2020, the Rangers get him. He rips the cover off the ball in spring training, and then COVID happens. So then, I don't know if you saw, but last year in the 60 games we played, he came up and played six games. I'm sorry, he played like four games, batted six times, and struck out four times. He looked miserable. I remember seeing him. He could not catch up to the fastball. So the word got around that Garcia could not hit a major league fastball. He didn't do it in St. Louis, and he didn't didn't do it last year. So the Rangers let him go at the end of last year. I don't know if you even know that. They no one picked him up, so they invited him to spring training again this year. He rips the cover off the ball in spring training, and finally he gets a shot. And that that's why he wasn't on the opening day roster, by the way, is because his history of not being able to catch up to a major league fastball. And then all of a sudden, what the heck happened, Tom? <laughs> I don't know. At 28 years old, this rookie is phenomenal, and I'm so happy he's on our team because the joy with which he plays and the skill with which he plays uh, has elevated our entire team. Our entire team is playing with joy right now, and he's a huge reason. Nine home runs, and seven of those have come on the road, but uh, he, he's got nine dingers, and, 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 you're, like, and you're right. He's just having fun playing the game, and that's, that's, what, uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and the joy aspect of it is something we haven't seen on this team, and you know, in a really long time. And uh, it's exciting to watch. Look, I don't know if you recall, you and I kept talking about if we just hit 500 this year, we we would count it as a success. Now, as humans do, I want more than 500 now, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Find a place in that wild card race now. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, if 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 we're still talking about being around 500. At the end of June, then we got something to be excited about, I think. But because, you know, we're about to go into a stretch where we're playing the Astros. We come home and play the Yankees. Then we play the Astros again. You know, we got to go play the Dodgers and the Padres again. So it's a tough, tough schedule. But um, if we're still in the hunt right around the 4th of July, then there, there's something to be excited about. Hey, Alan, thanks. Uh, I know you're busy. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Love the insight on the Rangers. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again. We'll, we'll do it again soon. I would love to, Tom. You have a good day, man. You do the same. Alan Carter, he is the director of The Voice.